0: From Commando.com, welcome to Tech Refresh with King Commando and Friends Podcast, to we scour the internet every week to give you the latest digital news, gadgets, and stories, and keep you up to date. I promise you give us about 30 minutes and we'll make sure you're the in the know and go-to source for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find just the right digitally savvy show host, well, they gave up and you got me. I'm Mike James, along with... Well, look at this. America's digital goddess, Kim Cabando, is here with us once again. Yay! Awesome. So, uh, along with Kim, we've got the uh, commando content queen, Allie Seligman. Hello, Allie. Hello, Mike. This is going to be a good one. And uh, we've got Ben Bradley. That's the commando news director. Ben, welcome. We call him Obi Wan. Yes, and they're they're well into
1: production of the show now. Obi Wan, by the way. Oh, they yeah, are. So my name's going to be even more important. Maybe you can on.
0: maybe you can make a guest appearance. There you go. We'll see if we can we can work that out. All right. We have a ton of things to get to, as we do every week. Uh, Scams having to do with COVID coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Two quick ways to free up storage on your desktop. And, of course, we've got brand new or not true. But we're going to start with the news, and we, of course, start with the digital goddess, Kim Commando.
2: Well, I thought this was incredibly interesting, that PayPal, now when you are buying stuff online, that you can now use cryptocurrency. So you're going to have an option that says, check out with crypto. Who would have ever thought that you could be using Bitcoin to buy, like say dog food on the internet. So there's four types of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin cash and Litecoin. And they say only one type of coin can be used for each person. Now PayPal says that this is a quote unquote natural extension of their services, which means like, okay, we found a new way to make money, but it's not just PayPal. There's also Tesla. They announced last week that they started accepting Bitcoin as a payment for its electric cars. Well, of course, I mean, after they invested just a a little amount, well, maybe a lot, uh, $1.5 billion in corporate cash in the world's biggest cryptocurrency. So I started seeing there, Say, so why would I want to say pay with Bitcoin when I can just say American Express, Visa, MasterCard, or even like pay with Apple Pay, which is just amazing. You say Apple Pay, it pops up, and then you just authenticate yourself on your phone and you're like good to go. So I did some research. I went on the internet and I Googled why should I pay with cryptocurrency (laughs) (laughs) and they came up with like all these great ways well like number one they say user autonomy so you are able to control how you spend your money without dealing with the government or a bank important important i don't
3: feel like using my credit card is the government controlling me but i digress
2: yeah i don't think so either discretion that that your purchases are never associated with your personal identity. I could see a certain amount of the public who might say, yeah, that's important. Uh, Eliminating banking fees. Well, let me tell you something. If you are letting your bank charge you any fees, you are at the wrong bank. That's, I mean, you know, we go through all of our books at the end of every month. And, you know, Amber, who's in charge of finances, she'll come in and say, you know, the bank charges like $3.35. And I'll look at her and go, did you, like, did you, like, tell them, like, we are not paying that $3.35? And she's, like, so now she's, like, they wanted to charge us $4.12, but I already told them we're not going to pay it. I'm, like, okay, or else we'll go to the bank.
1: The ATM, and you just, you, know, you see it's, like, a $3 fee, and so you're going to drive another 10 miles just to go to the ATM to <laughs> right, right. charge.
2: Exactly. You know, I don't know. I mean, a long time ago, I still remember my father, like, you know, we would drive around the whole city to get, like, the lowest price of gas per gallon, you know, um. They say low transaction fees for international payments. Mm, I don't really have a lot of those. Uh, Mobile payments, accessibility. I don't know. I don't really see myself. With Bitcoin, but I'm not a big believer in Bitcoin yet because it's not guaranteed by any financial institution. So, have any of you ever bought anything with Bitcoin? Have you ever bought a Bitcoin or anything like that? No,
0: absolutely not. No, but I think I can surmise the question why would you use Bitcoin when you're doing something illegal?
2: There is that, yeah, there that whole discretion thing,
0: yeah, we'll still do that. So,
2: you know, I just want to leave you with that. I mean, and think about it. I mean. Superman is useless on Wednesday evenings because he goes to a weekly Bitcoin meetup. I don't know if you know about that. It's his his crypto night.
0: (laughs) All right. We got Allie. Allie, what's going on? All
3: right. The FBI has got a big warning about deep fakes and how to spot them. If you don't know what that means, what the heck are you talking about? Remember those Tom Cruise TikToks we talked about a couple weeks ago. So a deep fake is essentially a video or sometimes an audio clip where it looks like one person, but it's not really them. It's AI that has been programmed to make a video or audio clip that looks like someone else. So this warning, the FBI says malicious actors are going to leverage synthetic content. What they mean is people from most certainly Russia and China are going to be making lots of fake stuff to fool us all. Now, this isn't going after famous people. This isn't going to be, you know, fake videos from the president or Even those scams where, you know, it's your boss trying to get money out of you. These are all about journalists, fake articles, and fake social media profiles. So awesome. Great. More stuff trying to convince us that things that aren't real are. Well, the FBI did have some good tips to spot them. And these are pretty interesting. So for photos, basically you're looking for things where you might not realize exactly what it is, but your brain goes, wait, something's kind of off here. And they are. If there's too much space between the subject's eyes, so does the structure of their face just look a little weird, more likely to be an AI-generated person? What about weird little distortions around eyes and ears? Those are really common spots where the photos get weird. Um, Blurry backgrounds, that's a big one. So check out the background. If it seems like it's edited, well, it probably was. Strange lighting is another one. Look for shadows and lights. You know, Is the person perfectly lit, but their eyes are completely dark? That's a weird thing to look for. And then there's videos. Videos are another place where you want to kind of go with your gut. See if it feels off to you. One big place that AI doesn't really get it right is the way our head moves compared to our torso. So if the body is doing one thing, the head is doing something else, that's a sign. Maybe this video was created and not actually filmed. And then the other big one, this, is, this reminds me of when you're watching a show. Maybe you're watching something streaming and the audio in the mouth gets a little bit off and it like drives you crazy. It's so annoying. And that happens with deepfakes, too. It's more that the face is moving in a different way than the mouth. So, you know, if somebody has kind of like dead eyes, but their mouth is moving, that's a sign. Hey, maybe this isn't a legitimate video. So all stuff to watch for. And hopefully there are some new tools coming soon. Uh, The University of Buffalo, they just made a new deepfake tool. They say it has a 94% effective rate of finding fake photos. And I got to tell you, we, we just put a quiz up on commando.com. Can you spot like the real person versus the AI person? It's really hard. It's really hard to tell. I, uh, I did not pass that one with flying colors. So the more tools we can get, the better.
2: So I, I think the big word of caution here too, Al, is that before you start sharing something online, before you say, wow, gosh, I can't believe that this is really happening, or, or the president said this, or Trump is back doing that. Just kind of chill, take a deep breath, maybe check it out online, do a little research. And if you're unsure, you can always ask us. I mean, we, it's as simple as tweeting out that video to us and we'll take a look at it for you. and We'll tell you whether or not it's true. But the worst thing you can do is just get online and be that person who says, because it's on the Internet, it must be true. It has to be true. It just has to be.
0: And if you haven't seen that Tom Cruise uh, tweet, you've got to look at it. Because it is really unbelievable how real he looks.
2: It is. I'm almost, you know, it's, 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 we, we had an instance once where somebody, uh, did something, I'm not going to say what it is, mm-hmm. but they did something where they took my face and they put it on a porn star. <laughs> and, you know, initially I was upset, but then I looked at her body. I was like, Whoa, that's." <laughs> I was like, you know, I mean, talk about getting plastic surgery. I mean, that was really something. <laughs> That's the that's the new commando community, new one.
0: Hey, speaking of uh, tweets, the U.S. – I don't know if we should be worried that the U.S. Strategic Command put out a tweet or that they have a Twitter account. Anyway, what's it all about? <laughs> well,
1: for those of you who don't know, the U.S. Strategic Command also referred to as STRATCOM. Well, that's the government agency that, among other things, is responsible for deterring missile attacks. They also run the country's nuclear forces. Well, anyway, if you happen to follow them on Twitter, you might have noticed – an odd tweet this past Sunday night, semicolon L, semicolon, semicolon G M L X Z S S A W. Lots of letters and characters. What? Yeah. So you might think, you know, well, what does that mean? Was the account hacked? You know, last year you had all those high profile accounts hacked in that Bitcoin scam. So it's possible. Well, was it a tweet directed at, you know, extraterrestrial life or worse? Was it an actual nuclear launch code? So you had all the speculation, and it was retweeted more than 10,000 times and got hundreds of comments for the whole 30 minutes it was left up. It was deleted, and then there was a follow-up tweet. Apologies for the confusion. Please disregard this post. Well, there's still the big question, I mean, what was it? So, you know, people want to know, and you have this journalist with the Daily Dot who filed a Freedom of Information Act request, and you know what? They responded very quickly. Apparently, the person responsible for uh, Stratcom's Twitter account was working from home. Got up for a moment, left his computer unattended. Well, you know how kids will be kids. A very young child seized the moment and just started tapping away on the okay. keyboard.
2: Okay, that is that is very frightening to me. I mean, the the person who's in charge of the Strategic Command Twitter mm-hmm. account just leaves his or her computer open, so little Johnny or Janie just wanders over and goes ding da, ding da, ding 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 boom. I mean. What else does this have person have open on his or her computer? Oh we should what we need to tweet back is like command L. Lock <laughs> your desktop when you leave. You know what that's a really good point that you mentioned. I mean, was this a secret secret message that they put out? Because okay, many many moons ago, Barry was working as the morning show host, I believe on WJNO in West Palm Beach. And his program director from time to time would come in and say you're going to interview this person, and we need you to ask these specific questions. Okay. Now, as a talk show host, when somebody tells you to answer, ask any question, you're like, I am not saying that. Okay. Because this is my interview. This is my time. I'm going to say what I want to say. Okay. So, but the program director took him up to the side and said, no, because we have this big 50,000-watt station, it gets into Cuba. And so, the questions that you're asking, the answers are telling our people located around the area specific things. So, if you were to say, So tell us about this new product that you have and what's going to be, and the person said, Well, the new product is a total failure or the new product's great or whatever it may be. Those were secret messages that wow. were being put out there. So, Ben, astutely, you said maybe this was a secret message that could have been put out there. So the bottom line here, folks, is that if you got little cherubs, little kids in the room, no matter what system you're using, just lock your desktop and then we make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you have cats, aggressive birds, you know, just lock it down. So
0: Whatever it may be. Uh, So, all right, finally, we've got the covid vaccine or let's see, have you gotten the covid vaccine or are you going to get it anytime soon? A few things to look out for uh, about the paper card that you get. All right. So some people must be scamming some people.
3: Oh, there are certainly scams. So, yeah, when you get vaccinated, you get this little paper card kind of looks like a business card. It's got the CDC logo and it tells, you know, where you got your vaccine, which one you got, the lot number, all that stuff. Yes, people are selling fake ones online, um, but you need to make sure that if you have one, you keep it. One, because when you go to get your second dose, you need to have it with you. Um, The CDC also recommends that you take a picture of it as a backup in case you lose it. What happens if you do lose it? Well, if you went to, uh, you know, a pharmacy somewhere smaller, they can probably just give you another one. If you went to one of the big mass vaccination sites like we have here in Phoenix, we have quite a few of those. uh, That's a little tougher. So you're going to have to call your state's health department. But if you've got yours, great. Uh, Once you get your second dose, Staples, Office Depot, Office Max, all those places, they're offering free laminating so that you can keep it safe. Because, you know, if you toss paper in your bag, it's just going to get disgusting really quick. Well, why do you need it? At this point, we don't really know how else they're going to be used in the future. Uh, Lots of companies are saying that they're going to require proof of vaccination for travel, cruises, concerts, big events. All right. There's one thing we can probably be pretty sure of. The system isn't going to stay on paper. It's going to be some kind of smartphone app yeah there'll be an option to print or you know have something for people who otherwise can't access the app right now the big term flying around is called vaccine passport so organizing the system is going to be very difficult and you know that's not even taking into account kind of the technical aspect the security privacy all that stuff okay there's one already in use in new york it's called the excelsior pass Uh, That was an IBM partnership It uses the encrypted smartphone wallet. So think about like where you keep your cards and your, you know, Apple wallet, Google wallet. So we'll probably have lots more on this as uh, as this goes into development. But we'll see. We'll see what the vaccine passport looks like.
2: And you know what? You bring up an interesting point because you can buy on the dark web vaccination cards, fake COVID tests. So that's why it's really dumb for anyone to hold up their vaccination card on social media and go, look what I got. You know, just a really bad idea. I I don't know. I'm sure that you've all heard that Dolly Parton has invested like a million dollars in the Moderna COVID vaccine. You heard that, right? No, Uh, no, she has. And it's working nine to 5% of the time. What a way to keep us living. And on that note, I'm
0: going back to, Thank you, Kim. Thanks for joining us. All right, coming up, we've got even more news on the COVID vaccines and more scams. And brand new or not true is just ahead. Ben has the uh, products this week. And we're back in just a moment with the Tech Refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends. Welcome back to the Tech Refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends. And we're back with, uh, well, we've got the brand new or not true just ahead. But before we get to that.
3: Yes, today's is a simple reminder that there is a lot of junk sitting on your computer. And I've got two places you probably forget to check if you're trying to clear space. First is the trash can. You throw things away all the time, but do you remember to actually ever empty the trash can? So go to the trash can icon on your home screen, right click it, and then select empty trash can. This will permanently delete the files from your computer. Awesome. The other place that you have a lot of stuff you definitely don't need lurking around is the downloads folder. This is supposed to be temporary, but who really goes in and clears out their downloads all the time? I know I don't, but when I do, it's always great because you open up a bunch of space. So open it up, start deleting, and don't forget to empty the trash again when you're done.
0: It's time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess is it brand new or not true. Every week, literally thousands of new product sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others, not so much. Oftentimes, the product sounds so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous You sit back and think, what were they thinking? And before you know it, tech just created its newest millionaire. When playing Brand New or Not True, we'll present you, the home listener, with free product sites or ideas. Um, It's up to you to decide which two of the three are real and which one of the three is fake. Ben always has excellent products. He stumped us both last time he had the products. Not again. No way. So
1: go ahead, Ben. So You know, we're always looking for what's the next thing going to be the home of the future. Just a little convenience as well. I've got three things for you, two of which are very real, one of which not so much. So. Now, let's start with holograms. They're they're becoming a little more commonplace. I mean, for years, you've already had holograms of late musicians created to perform on stage. Now you've got companies looking at holograms as the way we'll meet up virtually. You know, video games looking at it. Well, how about printing your own holograms at home? The Liddy Hollow 3D hologram printer will be the first desktop printer of its kind. It takes multiple perspective images captured from a camera, video footage, or other means and turns them into unique recordings. Then lasers add the recordings onto special hologram film that can be viewed from multiple angles. Create your own holographic portraits, even suitable for framing, but only up to a 4x5 size for now. Back the project on Kickstarter now, and for $899 you'll get the hologram printer and a 25-pack of the special film, and they're scheduled to ship this October. Now, if you wait, expected retail price is 1600 the hollow, L-I-T-E-H-O-L-O. Okay, you remember back in the day when maybe we had lots of people at our houses, and, you know, like, they would come over to watch a big game, like, you know, I don't even know if you can say that, on it's Super Bowl, or they'd come watch a fight or whatever. Well, who knows, maybe that'll be kind of the normal thing soon. But one of the first world problems that came with those setups, especially if you had a big crowd with multiple TVs around the house, even inside. Now, was getting the event on each TV, you know, with with multiple cable boxes or streaming sticks and getting it all to sync up because you know, even if you had all the equipment, you've got that one TV that's like 30 seconds ahead of everyone else. So you hear the cheering or the boos and they already know what's going on and you're looking at a TV anyway. So you can, sure, you can use an HDMI splitter, like they have at the Best Buys and the Walmarts where all the TVs are synced up, or you can use like uh, turn your computer into a media server. It's it's all kinds of a mess, and it's, it's very unreliable. So what you need is the new Stream Pro Ultimate. Now, it's a simple device. It's not much bigger than a hockey puck, and it's about the same shape. You plug it directly into your home's router, and then you pick the nearest TV that's equipped with a Roku or Fire TV, and you link it to that like you would a Bluetooth remote. Okay, that's how you have this connection. That TV becomes the source of whatever it is you're trying to basically stream, and then through your home Wi-Fi, the signal can be shared with nine other TVs on the network, perfectly synchronized. Now, again, these TVs have to be connected to the internet through a sim through a similar streaming device, or if it's a smart TV, that's good to go too. As long as it's internet connected, and otherwise, you can buy an additional Stream Pro, what's called a sidekick, uh, that connects via HDMI. Now, the Stream Pro Ultimate. The actual device is gonna be just in time for football season in late August for one twenty nine. The add-ons are only fourteen ninety nine each, or you can spend like an extra five bucks and get an actual one of those basic fire TVs that'll do the same thing. So
0: Alright, Streamport Pro Ultimate, got it. Product
1: number three. I don't know about you guys, but the algorithms used in services like Apple Music and Spotify, they don't they just don't always hit the mark when, you know, comes to picking what you want to listen to. So what about having a device that can pick up your brainwaves to kind of figure out the musical mood you're into? Well, that's the idea behind this Neurosity Crown. It's a headset. You just wear it on top of your head. It doesn't go over your ears or anything. And it tries to anticipate what you want to hear and make you more productive at work. So you download this app, Neurosity app, you link it to your Spotify account, and you put it on. The Crown tracks your brain's le- electrical activity as you're listening, makes suggestions of songs to play in order to manage your focus. The more focused you are, the better flow you're in. And so, and that's just good for everybody. And in addition to keeping you focused with the music, the Crown headset and app can also mute notifications over a certain amount of time to keep you in that flow. Now, the Crown packs a quad-core processor, and it can run for three hours on a single charge. This, too, costs $899, and you can pre-order it now with shipping starting in May.
0: We have our three products. Two of them, again, are true. One is not. The uh, next best thing is all we're talking about. So we've got the holograms, the small holograms for home use, I guess. Uh, the Stream Pro Ultimate and the Neurosity Crown. Which uh, reads your, elect- your brain waves to tell you what kind of music you're gonna listen to. I'm gonna start with the Stream Pro Ultimate for the uh, multiple TVs to watch a Super Bowl or a fight or something like that for $129. Great product, seems realistic. Uh, there was a lot of details in there, like the sidekick and uh, all the extra add ons. So I'm gonna say that's a, a real product. So it comes between the holograms, uh, the home at home holograms and the Neurosity crown. Um, Yeah, the holograms would be kind of cool if it actually is a and you have to keep it small. Right. So those are just kind of coming out. So like you said, four by five inches or something like that. I'm going to take I'm going to take. And I know the Neurosity Crown sounds completely unbelievable. So it's either real or it's just completely made up and you schooled me. So I'm going to say the Neurosity Crown is the fake product for $899.
3: Some of this hologram tech, I don't know if it's this exact one, but I think that the technology is there. So I'm going to say that the holograms are real. Neurosity Crown. Now, if I know people, I know they'll pay a lot of money to make themselves better, right? So if I can be more productive, if I just wear this thing on my head, I think people would buy it, um, even if it sounds a little absurd. So I think that one's kind of crazy, but I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that the most believable product, the Stream Pro Ultimate, is fake.
0: Okay, Ben, who, who's got it? Start with the uh, the holograms, printable holograms.
1: Okay, so the hologram printer, the Liddy Pro 3D hologram printer, it's real. Okay. It's yeah, weird little holograms you can print on film. So. <laughs> you get one. No, no, I'll wait for like the third generation version or something a little more. Uh. So, and then we talked about the crown and how useful that could be. Well, Allie. <laughs> the crown is real? The crown is real.
3: Where's my crown? That's what I want to know.
1: Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, you are the, the princess. I mean, the Stream Pro Ultimate was supposed to be that one that no one suspected. Well, you, you had me fooled. I don't know if that's a real <laughs> big thing anymore excellent job ben thank you and that's it for this week's edition of brand new or not true all right up next we got a deep dive topic talk- topic about sleep seems like nobody's getting enough sleep these days we're going to talk about why and what you can do uh, also scams having to do with covid19 vaccines have been around for months but new variations are going after those who have already been vaccinated so we're going to talk about that and much more still to come on tech refresh with kim commando and friends Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends. Every week, we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech so that you're the in-the-know and source for tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time, we take an in-depth look into issues that affect the technology lifestyle. And this week, we we take a look at uh, sleep. And how, like, it seems like nobody's getting enough sleep anymore. How about you guys?
3: And very apropos, because... There's a new study just came out. It was commissioned by Life Aid. They're a beverage company, kind of like a soda alternative, and they polled 2,000 people. It was conducted by one poll, and the study showed less than one in ten people, it was eight percent, actually feel fully rested after sleeping, and only six in ten said that they can remember the last time they felt truly rested. So yeah, I I think we're we're tired. We're all tired. What about you guys?
1: fully rested before, but it's usually by accident, you know, and I know I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> how many How many hours do you
0: think you should get and how many do you get? Everybody
1: says eight, but then you hear something. It's like, no, seven is fine and all this. So, you know, I try to get between six and seven average. Um, I, I get about seven hours
0: a night usually. Every once in a while on a weekend, I'll sleep in and just, you know, I don't know if it's catching up, but it's like nine or 10 hours sometimes, like every three months I just
1: like. Yeah, season.
3: I do that every once in a while on the weekend and it's magical. You feel like a totally different person after you wake up. That sounds
1: glorious. Oh,
3: it's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my kids, they still sleep like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah.
3: So in this poll, um, the average person said they get five hours of sleep a night, which you know, whether you say you get you need to get seven, eight, nine, whatever it is, I think we can all agree five is probably not enough for most people. Uh, one in five people said they never get enough sleep. So why? Well, in this poll, at least, most people said that the reason that they can't sleep, what's keeping them up at night, is just all the stress. Um, you know, we've had the election, the pandemic news, all this stuff that has just added all this stress to our lives. So I wonder... You know, do you guys feel that? Do you think that much has changed for you in the past year in that regard, or are you sleeping the way you always have?
0: I think I'm sleeping about the same, but I don't feel like more stressed than average. I think there's just kind of an average stress level these days, and everybody's there.
1: Yeah, the stressors have changed. And I mean, I I had to learn a long time ago. I mean, it always had kind of like, you know, no matter what job I've had, it's always been kind of a stressful and where it's hard to leave at work. But I learned a long time ago, it's just like you kind of do that. Now, so I, I try not to go into the evening thinking about that and certainly not lay down to go to sleep thinking about that. Now, on the flip side of that, yeah, I'm always going to, I it's the last thing I do before bed is checking my phone, clearing out any last-minute notifications, scrolling through a little bit of the social medias, and then, of course, so you see the bad news. And so that oftentimes is the last thing that's on your mind when the lights go out. So
3: I think that that's... Really common. Um, I was complaining to my friends about that, that I was having trouble staying asleep or I would wake up. And then, of course, the first thing I would do would be to grab my phone. And I'm talking like, you know, I wake up at like four in the morning, five in the morning when I'm not ready to start my day yet. You pick up your phone, you think, oh, I'll just check real quick. And then you just have to look at yourself and say, what have you been doing for the past hour? Why did you do this to yourself? So I took a friend's suggestion and I moved my phone and I put my Kindle there instead on my bedside table. So now I can grab something that's not going to, you know, if I'm reading, I'm not going to feel bad about it. If I'm scrolling on my phone doing nothing for an hour, I'm not going to feel great. It's not going to be a good start to the day. So I think that's part of it. I don't really like using my phone as an alarm clock. Um, We use uh, the Alexas in our house, which funny side note, if you use an Alexa as an alarm clock... It's really funny. Go back in and listen to your recordings, like find one early in the morning and just hearing yourself say like, Alexa snooze at, you know, whatever time it's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, that's what we use. What do you guys use for alarm clocks?
1: An echo show, but it's on the nightstand. So no, I'm not going to even try to make words at Alexa in the morning. So it's got the little touch screen. So you just pretty much hit anywhere on the screen and that snoozes it because you have to actually find a little, you have to swipe up in the corner to actually dismiss the alarm. And I've accidentally done that and overslept before thinking, I I don't know, just like, I don't know how I just like, apparently I swiped up and dismissed it, thought it was in snooze, but. Okay.
0: I'm aging myself. I don't use an alarm clock anymore. I don't need it. I usually wake up between four and five o'clock in the morning and I usually go to bed, you know, like between eight and nine at night. I'm just wiped out tired.
3: Just in case or you know that you'll wake up.
0: I know I'll wake up. Now, when we were doing the show early on Saturday morning, I'd, of course, do an alarm clock, make sure I'd actually use my phone and an alarm clock, you know, and something else just to make sure I couldn't possibly sleep through it. But, uh, yeah, for the last couple of years, I just, I don't need it anymore. I'm usually up. All right. So uh, it's the Tech Refresh podcast. One of the things we promise every week is we keep you posted on what's going on with the digital lifestyle that includes keeping you from getting scammed. So every week we talk about a new scam that you need to watch out for. And this week scams have been, you know, coming back. We talked about it earlier about with COVID and they're all over the place. Go ahead.
1: An entire year now. And hopefully by now you at least have a pretty good idea of the scams to watch out for. Uh, You know, months ago it was all the, the, the PPE. It was the cleaners, everything. Then it became all about the vaccines that you'd see on social media and worse vaccines and Certificates being sold on the on the dark web. Well, now that you have millions of people who have been vaccinated, scammers are turning their attention to that part of the population. And it's become a big enough issue that the Federal Trade Commission is warning the public about it. So what's happening now is that people are getting emails or texts completely out of the blue asking that they complete a limited time survey about their experience with the vaccine, and which it's whichever one. Johnson Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. Now, one way to know it's a trick is if they refer to AstraZeneca because that hasn't even been approved for use in the U.S. Anyway, so that's the that's what you'll see. And you'll get this promise that take this quick survey and you'll get a free reward up to a $100 thing, a basket, something, as long as you agree to pay the shipping, of course. And that's that's how it's the same as all the others. They always want you to pay for stuff that you're supposedly getting for free. And so it really comes down to... Avoiding those texts, those emails, just like you would, you know, any kind, you know, take this quiz about your home mortgage or your car loan or anything else. Don't click on the links or attachments. And if you accidentally do, definitely don't enter, you know, any kind of personal information. Just don't respond. Delete them. Now, if you head if you head over to commando.com, we've actually put up some of the screenshots that were shared by the FTC. So you'll know exactly what these particular uh, COVID vaccine scams look look like. Uh, so you know what to watch for. And we've also put some uh, contact information that you can report those directly to the FTC.
0: Up next, we've got a famous museum and all of its artwork you can watch from the comfort of your couch. What's that all about? It's next on Tech Refresh with Kim Kumano and Friends. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on Kim Commando Explains from Commando.com. And if you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered automatically every Friday with the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And also get you a special feature podcast, including this week about Marty Cooper. Now, Marty Cooper is uh, known as the the inventor of the cell phone, the modern cell phone, the father of cell phones. And we talked to him exclusively. All about, you know, how he came up with the idea for a cell phone and the very first cell phone call, which is just a great, great story. Again, that's on Kim Commando Explains from Commando.com. All right. There's a famous museum and all of its artwork is now on display on the Internet. What is it?
1: Here we are. Vaccine, you know, continues to roll out across the world and slowly but surely more and more businesses are starting to open back up. Others, not so much like the world's largest art museum, the famous Louvre in Paris. But, I mean, let's face it, even when it does reopen, that probably doesn't mean you're just going to book a flight to France to go to that museum. And you don't have to, no matter what the situation is. Uh, Now you can check out the Mona Lisa from the comfort of your own couch or any other artwork that's housed there. And I'm talking about nearly 500,000 works of art at the Louvre that you can now virtually visit for free. And you might be thinking, okay, but if I want to see the Mona Lisa, I can just Google it and pick from thousands of results. Well, yeah, you can. But... This goes beyond that. With the way they have it set up, you can see the paintings, the sculptures, and all the other works of art that are regularly on display and others that are currently in storage at the museum, and not just by clicking on a slideshow of pictures. The Louvre has set up an interactive floor plan where you can kind of go room to room and see the various works of art and where they are in conjunction with everything else. So for more, check out the louvre.fr, and that's L O U V R E. Dot fr for france slash en for english and that you know for some this is pretty exciting news but i i get that art museums just don't really do it for everyone and that kind of includes me but i mean just look at all the things you can do virtually now you got maybe your favorite band or your favorite musician in general is just you know you've got these virtual concerts that happen now and they're still happening pretty regularly and they probably will for some time uh you know you've even got these live camps of places around the world uh You know, there's I came across this that Ali shared with me, a live cam from Iceland where you can just watch this active volcano spewing lava. And I I just stared at that thing for like 10 (laughs) minutes.
3: It's pretty darn cool.
1: It's like a show. You know, I'm just sitting there like.
3: There's a lot of cool free stuff you can do online.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. I think there was one a while back, actually quite a while back now that I think about it, of uh, the ocean in Hawaii. Just a camera that would. You know, it was from a hotel and it was just to show. And so if you wanted to take a quick break from work, you could go to a virtual Hawaii. Uh, Now, the Louvre, is that just is that only open during the time that the museum is open? Are the cameras on or do they turn them off?
1: No, it's still you're looking at the actual artworks. Um, You're not looking inside like from cameras because the museum is still closed. It's a floor plan, but you can actually click through these pieces of art. So it's not like cameras in the building.
0: So. I see. Oh, no, I was thinking of kind of live loot. The live loop. <laughs> There's a great word for it, too. They
3: need you on the marketing team.
0: If you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcasts at commando.com. Again, that's podcasts at commando.com. On behalf of Ben and Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.